you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of the Master Plan Podcast, and I'm your host, as always, Michael Filipkowski, and there will never be another host. It's just me. That's it. No guest host. Well, actually, maybe one day we'll have some guest hosts, but we'll see. For right now, it's just me. Welcome, everybody. Uh, you know, the MLB trade deadline ended today, and uh, quite a lot happened, I would say. Um, this, uh, sometimes there are just no, you know, you say something, you say something, you say something and continually, right? Continually. It just, it just, it just, it just happens. You just, you, you keep talking about the problems and, and the issues, right? With the league and with particularly the salary cap in the MLB, right? And we keep talking about it. And once again, I feel like this issue of the lack of the salary cap um, really, really participated in, in what I would argue the biggest acquisition uh, this year in the MLB trade deadline. And that would be the acquisition from, for the Dodgers of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And, uh, I mean... <sighs> Before the season, we're talking about the Dodgers being the best, having the best roster, which I still believe is the truth, right? Are are the Dodgers the best team right now? No. The Giants are still the best team in the league. But the Dodgers can turn it on at any time, I feel like. Some of their guys aren't having the best seasons, and they're still playing absolutely incredible baseball, right? They're in the toughest division in the MLB, right? When you have... The best team in the MLB, the San Francisco Giants, you, the San San Diego Padres, then one of the best home teams in the MLB, the Colorado Rockies. I mean, this is not an easy division to play in. This is the hardest division to play in. And the Dodgers find themselves in second place, competing very, very well. Um, And, of course, we knew that the Dodgers were going to try to add players, Right. We knew the Dodgers were going to try to add players, which is fine. I don't have a problem with teams trying to get better at the deadline, especially when they know they're one or two players away from being going from a playoff contender to going to a Super Bowl player. To, uh, to not Super Bowl, excuse me, going from a playoff player, playoff team to a MLB World Series level team, right? And I mean. The, the, the people that they have on their team are, are just it, – it's ridiculous, right? It is ridiculous the team that they have. Um, 
And it's ridiculous. And and adding Max Scherzer, an all-star pitcher, the best pitcher on his an ace, one of the best pitchers in baseball, I would argue, to a team that already has Walker Bueller, to a team that already has Clayton Kershaw, to a team that already has great pitching, a great pitching staff, right? Then adding Trey Turner, right? Arguably one of the best third basemen in the game of baseball today, right? Or, you know, one of the best infielders in the game of baseball today, right? To a team that already has Corey Seager, to a team that already has Mookie Betts, to a team that already has Max Muncie, to a team that already has all these incredible players. All these incredible players, right? And we are just adding these two incredible all-star talents to this team. It's not it, – it, we've gotten to the point where there's nothing else that we can say. There's nothing else that we can say because this team is already so stacked in everything that they have, right? I mean, to, ha- to, to be gifted with the team that they have now, right, this is remarkable, right? The tax threshold, right, for this year is $210 million. The Dodgers are over that. Their total payroll is 266, right? Their estimated tax base is negative 42 million dollars, right? I mean, this is this is not okay. This is not okay that the Dodgers are spending this type of money this year. It's just not okay. And and I refuse to let this to let this continue to happen. Are these great acquisitions by the Dodgers? Yes. Right? Will Trey Turner and Will Max Scherzer help this team out? Yes. Without a doubt. This, this team is, is, is much better. Not much better, but this team is significantly better because these two players are on this team. Right? The team was already incredible, and you're adding two great players. Right? But it's too much. It's too much. We're talking about too much. What, what more could the Dodgers want? They already added Matt Duffy, right, from the Royals. I mean, what else What else can they want? What else can they want? They can't ask for anything. I think the acquisitions of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in itself are very, very smart acquisitions. I think that you, you – I mean, in terms of smartness – I mean, yeah, you'll take in two all-star players. Yeah, you'll take, you know, one of the best pitchers in the MLB. Of course you'll take one of the best third basemen, shortstops in the MLB. Of course. Of course. The Padres, meanwhile, acquire – I mean, we're just going over the big acquisitions, right? Um, we know that the Padres acquired Matt Frazier. Uh, I don't know if it was Matt Frazier, but they, they acquired Frazier from uh, uh, the Pirates. Uh, Adam Frazier, excuse me. Again, good acquisition. I mean, look, these are good acquisitions, I think. But, you know, some of these teams are way over their mark. They are. They're way over the 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 salary cap. Not the salary cap. They're way over the luxury tax. They are. And, and especially the Dodgers. But specifically, like I, I do think that 
Um, I don't know. I, I do think that, you know, this Adam Frazier acquisition was very good. There are some, in, some very, very big acquisitions. Obviously, the Yankees are going to acquire uh, Anthony Rizzo. The two teams that really, really cleaned out house this year uh, were, were, were the, the Cubs and, and the Nats, in my opinion. I think that these two teams uh, probably let go of the most players. The Mets get Javier Baez, which is interesting because they already have a shortstop in Francisco Lindor. So I'm confused as to why the Mets are now acquiring Javi Baez as well. Doesn't make sense to me. Kimbrell is going to the White Sox. I think Madrigal is going back for uh, uh, the the Cubs. Um, look, the Cubs are you know it was time. We knew this was time, right? We knew this was time for the Cubs. After the World Series run in 2016, where they ended up winning, it's been downhill, right? It's been downhill. It was time to close up shop. It was time to rebuild. It was time. They gave it one more go, right? We, we I think we talked about this. I'm not sure, but we talked about this. They would give it half of a season. If the team was competitive, then they'd keep playing. And they keep, you know, keep moving forward with the same core. And if the team was no longer competitive, if the team was losing and it just wasn't the right fit, they would sell. Big sale. Huge sale. And that's exactly what they did. Right? They sold. They put themselves in a good position for the future. They got great deals for some good players. Um, but their core is gone. Chris Bryant, just you know, recently, within you know, the last two hours, I would say, uh, you know, is out. He's going to the Giants. By the way, if you look at the three teams, you know, who probably signed the most players, I would say it would have to be the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres. In terms of big name acquisitions, it was those teams. Um, and those are the teams that know that they need to be, you know, continuing to improve, right? They need to continue to improve in order to make the playoffs, to make it far. Those three teams know what they're doing because those three teams are in constant competition with each other, aren't they? Right? They are. Those three teams are in constant, they're constantly locking heads with each other in order to move forward, right? And, you know, the Angels, I mean, look, there have been some, you know, wild, wild deals. I mean, not super wild, but, you know, I think that Teams know what they want. Teams know what they want. The Yankees, I would say, made the most deals from the American League with Gallo and uh, Anthony Rizzo. Um, those are big. Those are big time deals right there. Uh, the Yankees, as a team, you know, have been hurt all season long. Number one, right? Number two, they're not. They haven't been very good, right? I mean, they are. You know. Their win percentage is a 529, which isn't exactly that incredible, right? I mean, that is that is low for the Yankees, isn't it? Right? I mean, that's a low salary for the Yankees. And, you know, they are – I don't know what to say. I, mean, I don't know what anyone wants me to say. I mean, the Yankees have not been good this season. They've been subpar. They've been beaten by in-division rivals consistently. And 
They don't have much to show for it. And so then they go out and acquire, you know, Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. I think these are good deals for these teams. I think it's smart. And most importantly, what I think that they did, and, you know, kudos to the Yankees on this, by the way, is because the Red Sox were looking for a first baseman. The Yankees probably knew that. And it's not to say that the Yankees weren't looking for a first baseman, but, you know, they, they took Anthony Rizzo from the Red Sox. I mean, not took him, but we knew the Red Sox were looking for a first baseman. Uh, we signed Kyle Schwarber, who apparently is going to be playing first base for us. By the way, the Kyle Schwarber signing, I like it. I think it's a smart – I mean, look, he's been playing. He's had a very underrated season. He was injured. He's had a very underrated season. He's a talented player, right? And he'll be able to do some damage with the bat. I'm concerned about his defense, though, because he hasn't played first base in a very, very long time, right? And Anthony Rizzo, you know, has he had as good of a season as Kyle Schwarber, um, you know, barring the fact that Kyle Schwarber's been injured? No. Statistically, no. But Anthony Rizzo is also an excellent first baseman. Who knows what he's doing at first base? Kyle Schwarber, on the other hand, hasn't played first base since 2013. So it's kind of a curious move, right? Because, you know, the Red Sox as a team are very, very talented in a lot of different ways because they can plug and place many different players in many different areas, right? We have some players will stay. Like, J.D.'s going to be D.H. for most of the time. Xander and, and Devers are going to play shortstop and, and third base, right? Verdugo is going to be in the outfield usually somewhere. You know, Duran's probably going to be in center field. And Renfro is probably going to be in right field, right? So it means Verdugo's probably playing left field. And Kike's then at second base. And Dahlbeck, wherever it is, is at, is at first. And, you know, solid catching, solid pitching, but I would think that the Red Sox, right now, the Red Sox feel like a very, very strong team that, you know, is very, very – they feel like a team that's been playing incredibly, incredibly well, potentially over their heads, right? And I would expect that a team that's been through this rodeo in 2018, they did this, that knows that – you cannot rely on everything that's been going super well. I think we've the Red Sox have had some lucky breaks. And I felt that if we could add another hand to the rotation or potentially uh, 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 some better relief pitching, a star relief pitcher, we could be in a very, very different place. Because right now I feel like our – our starting rotation is a little bit weak towards the back end. I think when Chris Sale comes back and Nate Evaldi, I trust those two. Nick Pavetta, Garrett Richards, Eduardo Rodriguez, Martin Pernet, those guys are off and on all the time. And I felt that if we could have one more solid starting pitcher, right, bring in maybe a star like Max Scherzer, bring in some stud of a pitcher, right, who's really, really talented. Then you have your top three guys who are all solid, right? And your fourth is a very good fourth. But right now I feel like, well, our one is coming off injury, so we'll see how that is. Native Volley is a great two, a very strong two. Pavetta as a three, as for a playoff team. I mean, Walker Bueller's a three for the 
the Dodgers, right? Can we compete with that? That that's our competition, right? That's what we have to think about, right? I'm not even considering Trevor Bauer coming back, right? If he does, the Dodgers. I mean, it, I mean, who's going to be fourth in that rotation? Walker Bueller? I mean, insane. He he could be a starting pitcher on a lot of teams. So, you know, the White Sox added players. I felt that the Red Sox were too stagnant at the deadline. I would have expected them to be much more in a buyer's market considering no one expected how well they played this season. I mean, this was a complete surprise. And a welcome one. But it was a complete surprise. So you think that if you have the opportunity to jump on something, you will. The Rays were, you know, the Rays were interesting because they let go Rich Hill. They get Nelson Cruz. Uh, I mean, again, I'm kind of disappointed in the Rays. It felt like, you know, you're a team that is, you know, needs to make a move, needs to make maybe a couple moves at the deadline to be really, I mean, you lost the World Series. You know what that's like. If you make it back there, you confidently can win. And if you're not trying to make it back there, then what are you doing, right? The White Sox added Craig Craig Kimbrell. Um, Obviously, I said the Mets earlier, acquire Javier Baez. Look, the Mets, again, we talked about this. Some teams need to, I mean, the Mets need to add players, right? The Mets added Rich Hill. They added, um, they added, uh, they added Javier Baez. I mean, you know, teams need to add players, right? I mean, the Cubs were, again, praise. The team is not good. The Cubs realize that. The Cubs organization realized, look, a lot of our players are playing very well right now. The team sucks, but the individual players are, are statistically good. And they're on big contracts. And there are teams, especially this year, who are willing to pay such a high price for, you know, decent talent, you know, experienced talent, but nothing insane. So we're going to sell now. And that's what they did. And the Cubs made out like madmen. They sold off their almost like every every big name player that they have is gone, Right? The Toronto Blue Jays added Jose Barrios, I believe. I don't know if it's Jose, but they did add Barrios. Um, I mean, Toronto, you know, the Twins were selling again. I mean, look, the Twins, again, teams are buying, teams are selling. It was just curious to see some teams that felt like they were very close. Like, did the Astros make any moves at the deadline? I didn't see any major moves at the deadline, right? I mean, the Athletics get Starling or, or Sterling Marte. It's a good move, right? There were teams that I felt like should be making moves because if you're trying to win a World Series, it's not about, you know, sometimes you have to make some deals that financially aren't the best. That – you know, you're not making out with a bargain. You're letting the other team kind of win you over one just so you can get a player and then end up winning a World Series because that, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And that's why I don't hate what the Dodgers did because at least the Dodgers know what, you know, at least the Dodgers aren't unapologetic about what they're doing. They're like, look, 
we're trying to win a World Series, so we're just going to get Trey Turner, Max Scherzer. We're going to plop them in. Do I think super teams are becoming a thing in the MLB where teams are just attracting just the huge name players and it's just it's just not fun to watch? Yes. I don't think it's fun to watch. But I, I respect the move, at least. If it's allowed, that's what teams should be doing. I don't understand why the Red Sox, a team with a lot of money, an organization with a lot of money, a team that's played better than the Dodgers up until this point in the season, and arguably, you know, a, a as tough a division as the Dodgers, right? The Red Sox could, you know, they're they're you know eight games ahead, eight and a half games ahead of 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 the competition, right? Of 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 the Yankees in Toronto, but they are two games ahead of Tampa Bay, a game and a half as of right now, and they're playing a series, and. Do you want to get into the position where the Red Sox are playing a wild card game to make it to the next round? To then have to play Chicago, Houston, or one of the, or Tampa Bay, or one of those teams? I don't. That's not where I want to be. So we need to think about this in a much more real sense because, listen, the Red Sox needed to make a bigger move than Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber was a good move. You need to make a big splash. If you want to win a World Series. And I don't think the Red Sox made that move. I don't. I don't think Kyle Schwarber is the answer. Overall, I think this was a very, very interesting trade deadline. Like, let's be honest. It was very – a lot of stuff happened, right? Big names were traded everywhere. Some teams got a lot better. The Dodgers, the Giants improved, the Padres improved, the Yankees improved. The Mets, the White Sox, I would say all those teams made big moves that are going to, I think, will significantly improve. I think the Red Sox made two, their move wasn't big enough. I think the A's, their move was decent. I think the Rays, you know, I think the Rays' moves were too small. I think that the Cubs and I think that the teams that were selling, the, the, the Cubs, and you know the Royals and the, the 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 Diamondbacks, all the teams that were selling, right? The Cubs and the Nats, very good job. They knew when it was time, they sold. I think it was too late, actually. They could have done this last year, but the market was very very good this year, so that's fine too. I just think that, and mark my words, I think that teams like the the Astros. The Red Sox, teams like that who made small moves or no moves at the deadline, right, who are very good, are going to fall behind. Because here's what happens. Guys, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. That's how it works every year. If your team is not getting better, it is probably getting worse. You know, and and this is one of the things. Like, like, look, if you're if you're a team that just won it all, and you have a lot of guys up, and you, then you bring everyone back, your team is getting better. Like that, like like you added all those players back, right? The Dodgers just won it. They brought back a lot of their players. They're adding Max Scherzer. They're adding Trey Turner. This team wants to win. Do I think it's 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 what baseball should be about? No. 
Do I think that this is not okay for baseball just to have some teams just spend boatloads of money? I don't think it's okay. Absolutely not. But if it's allowed, why aren't the Red Sox doing it, especially given how they've played? They could, they are one good relief pitcher, one good starter, and, I mean, a, a, a two-way first baseman away from being a, 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 a World Series champion. They are. If Chris Sale comes back and is excellent, if Nathan Evaldi is, is still as good as he's been, another nice pitcher, Nick Pavetta, right? A two-way first baseman that can play defense as well as Bobby Dahlbeck and hit like Kyle Schwarber, right? You need a guy who can do both of those. The, the rest of the infield with Vasquez, Kike, Bogarts, Devers, JD hitting DH, and then you have Verdugo, Renfro, and Duran, perfectly fine. And then you have Whitlock, and you have Hernandez, and you have Valdez, and you have Barnes, and you have Hauk, and you have all these guys in the bullpen. And you have one more name to just keep keep that pressure on because Workman isn't cutting it out. That's the problem. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Stars move forward, Giants move forward, Padres move forward. It's a shame that they're all in the same division because they're going to be fighting it out. And the Dodgers and the Padres are probably going to play each other. One of those teams is not going to make it. But both those teams made a move. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Very interesting trade deadline. I hope you liked all my thoughts. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. You'll hear me in the next one. Peace out. Bye. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.